Hey, welcome to RushCast. My name is Jay Mantis. Thank you for being here. Today I'm sitting down with Alec Pulianis on the other side of the country, or at least at least further south in this country on the East Coast. Uh, Alec has been here before. What was the other episode that we did together? Uh, we did the Vapor Trails episode together. We did Vapor Trails. Um, that's another person that I'm, I'm looking to get on the show is, I don't know his name right now, um, whoever remixed and remastered that album. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would wasn't be pretty it, uh, cool. Oh, it wasn't Chichiki. It was someone else. Who? It wasn't uh, Rich Chicky, was it? Uh, I don't remember. I remember reading like the articles about it when it first came out, but I don't remember the guy's name. Alec and I are trying something a little bit new. Uh, Alec does his own podcast where he's at, so he has the equipment. And instead of recording my phone through the mixer and having that nasty phone sound, Alec is going to record his stuff on his end by himself and then send me the file. And I'm pretty curious to see how that's going to sound. It was Alec's idea about three seconds ago, so we're going to give it a (laughs) shot. I think it'll sound pretty cool. Yeah, and actually I did a little Google search and the producer was uh, David Botrill. Oh, there you go. That remixed the album. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can reach out to that guy. Um, All right, so I have a few things I've been wanting to talk about and I think uh, you'll be interested in hearing this. Regarding ticket sales, I'm reading a book right now by an author named Max Mobley. It's called Rush FAQ, All That's Left to Know About Rock's Greatest Power Trio. Hmm. Uh. And he says in an, uh, what is it? It's a chapter about uh, the venues that Rush has played in through their career. It says, Ticket sales, at least in the U.S., are controlled by a monopoly that does questionable things like sell a portion of good seats at face value to a subsidiary who can sell them to a highest bidder. Ticketmaster, the well-known ticket company in the U.S., owns several resale ticket agencies where a Rush fan can buy a new Rush ticket that was never available at face value for five times the face value. Controversial uh, practice, you bet. Big business, hell yes. Russia's fault, nope. Yeah. So no, to read that was like, oh, okay. Ticketmaster kind of sucks. Oh, they're the worst. Yeah, they're the worst. And it, it, you pick the right person to ask about this. I mean, oh god, it makes me so upset. I mean, so for instance, when we were trying to buy tickets um, to Canada, right? Uh-huh. We were on there for like twenty minutes trying to get tickets, and nothing came up, nothing at all. But if you went over the StubHub. Um, there's a bunch of seats. Really? So you tried oh. it two ways? Yeah. So we were on we were on Ticketmaster for 20 minutes, and it just didn't seem like we were gonna get anything. And we would go over to StubHub, and I kid you not, it felt like the whole arena was on StubHub already. Oh man. And yeah, I, I had the same experience trying to get my Madison Square Garden tickets. I it, mean, you know, it was the second the tickets went on sale, and it was like, oh, nothing's available. Right. And exactly. I'm, yeah, it's yeah like, I'm pretty sure there is. True. Yeah. Right. And you know, we ended up paying, uh, I think $30, $40 premium, um, yep. which honestly I felt was not that bad because we had to pay the StubHub like convenience fee, uh, on top of what we're going to have to pay, like the, the convenience fee of the other one. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm willing to see rush. I really want to see him in Canada before, uh, it's all said and done. So I made, I made the move and it was just, but it was frustrating that, you know, we were there at 10 o'clock, two people texting each other 
you know, refreshing the page like crazy, entering in CAPTCHA, you know, they make it more difficult than ever to buy a ticket. And then you still can't get any good tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, now you, you're all excited about seeing this Canada show. You're seeing it, uh, your show in Montreal, at the same venue I saw at Clockwork Angels at for the first time, which I'm, is uh, the, I'm actually is going it to the Canadiens up there. You're, oh, you're going to Toronto? Yeah, I'm going to Toronto. Oh, interesting. Okay, now that's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, being in Canada for my show was interesting. There was a little bit of a different vibe at that show. You know, you were in Canada. It was kind mm. of the hometown band, but I always thought Toronto's got to be a different thing. Yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to do. honestly it. shocked you were able to get any ticket for <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> And you know what's really cool is that they're doing uh, one of the mini rush cons while we're up there. Oh so, no way! Yeah, so they're doing the mini rush con uh, in Toronto. So we'll be going to that. And actually, coincidence is that you know we're all from Baltimore, and uh, the Orioles are playing the Blue Jays uh, that same weekend. So we'll go and see that oh, too. <laughs> you're killing me, man! Yeah, it's you're living another, the dream. It's a great trip. Baseball rush in Toronto and rush con um, on an episode we haven't released yet. I talked about, uh, well, I guess when this one's out, you will have uh, heard the Kevin J. Anderson episode. Kevin, I, I asked Kevin, I'm like, you've been to RushCon. What's that like? A lot of us, you know, don't have the means of getting up there. And he said it was a blast. I can't imagine that it isn't. Yeah, we'll have to do a show to tell you all about it. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what it's about. I don't even know what they do, uh, but it's probably going to be pretty awesome. He said it's a it's just a room full of people where you can make really, uh, really obscure uh, references, and everybody will know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect room to be in. So there was something that I noticed a long time ago, Alec, and uh, I didn't have a rush podcast to talk about it on. I forgot that it that it was a thing, and now I get to bring it up again. I'm watching Clockwork Angels live and I watched the whole concert down at what is it the second to last song is Spirit of Radio I think towards the very end of the show yeah. mm-hmm. now Alec and I are bass players we both play jazz basses Alec you have a Getty bass don't you mm-hmm. um, I'm very very much I'm, I'm very observant of the basses Getty's playing so I think at I think what Getty was doing in Clockwork during that tour was he had a few, he had a bass or two that he was swapping pick guards on every night. Hmm. So, for example, and it was on one or one track, I think it was like bravado, and they were swip- switching bravado and the pass right back and forth. Right. Uh huh. Each night, you know, bravado. When I saw it in Saratoga, was a black bass with a black pick guard. And the next night, it was black with a red pickguard or whatever it was, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm very observant as to what Be- Gase, what Gase's Betty is playing. What bass is Getty's playing? He's got his main bass, his number one jazz bass for the beginning of Spirit of Radio, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the song, they cut to a shot of Getty, like, coming out of the solos. And he's got his sunburst a bass that he plays on Seven Cities of Gold. <laughs> for, what? It's it's just for like three seconds, maybe two seconds. Cuts to him with a completely different bass, and then cuts back to the whole shot of the band, and he's got his black bass again. 
and now I'm I like, need to go watch this. <laughs> I, I never noticed. I know then. it's so fascinating because that is a a very polished piece of art. Those live DVDs, mm-hmm. and those go through a lot of uh, a lot of layers of proofreading, for lack of a better phrase, right? Right. So for that to go through all those layers and people be like, "Yo, it looks good, man. Uh, there's no issues or anything." Yeah, that's a big editing mistake. Um, I, I always wonder if other people have seen that. I haven't heard anybody else talk about it. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. My favorite is, I think it's on Clockwork Angels Live, where, yeah, it's because they open it with subdivisions, right? And uh, Neil p- hit, misses the uh, ride symbol hit, just like in the very beginning. Um, he just misses. Like, he, he, he does a swing for it, but he doesn't actually hit anything. Uh, <laughs> I didn't and, know that. Yeah, and I hear it every. I, I heard it the first time I was watching it, and like you see him smirk because he realizes <laughs> he, he like just hit nothing but air. Uh, this is the very first um, part of the piece. Yeah, of the song. Yeah, you'll, you'll never miss it again. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was just like, oh man, poor guy. Well, I don't know if you heard this story, Alec, but when I saw the Clockwork Show in Saratoga up in New York, I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil had one of the biggest flubs I've ever heard of him making during the Spirit of Radio. He, he he It was a form mistake, something I do playing in jazz combos all the time. It's like my big issue I'm trying to work out is to get the form correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he began the day with a friendly voice, blah, 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 blah. And then Neil starts setting it up as if he's going into the chorus. <laughs> you know how he goes, and then he starts spinning a stick through his fingers. Right, right, right. So he does the big fill, starts spinning a stick, and Getty and Alex are still singing and playing <laughs> along to the verse. And he just kind of, his eyes bug out of his head. He's just like, oh, okay. I guess I'll just <laughs> keep playing in the verse again. That's um, really funny. There's something, there's a link on Music in the Abstract about like big flubs or train wrecks or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they include all the mistakes. There's like four in their entire career. <laughs> <laughs> right. It, it is pretty cool that. I always tell people this when I talk about seeing Rush live. It's like you know you go and see it, and you know it's it's phenomenal. They they play the songs perfectly, and uh, you get exactly what you expect. And I kind of like that. Uh, I don't mind if they extend the song, but I'll be upset if they make it shorter, <laughs> or they don't play it like the same. You know? Yeah. Um, you seen that video Getty Tunes on YouTube? Of what? Getty Tunes? No, I haven't seen that. I, th- I think you have. It's the it's the animated video to that audio clip of Getty telling the the audience that they need to like get off the stage or the stage is going to collapse. Oh yeah. Oh um, okay. I just, I just pulled <laughs> you know it up. What I'm talking about. I just pulled it up. I'm I'm watching it now. This is funny. The the best part about that video, I think, is the idea that or the illusion that there are going to going to be more. <laughs> I think it's isn't it labeled. Getty Tunes episode one or something. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> it's going to be a big bummer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is that Alex just is like picking his nose in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's got like a sandwich in the back. <laughs> that's, that's right. He's, eating, he's just eating a sandwich. This is actually really funny. Yeah, I've never seen this before. <laughs> I like the live play-by-play that we're doing of this video. <laughs> exactly. Now, I did the... Uh, I did the setlist challenge. If you want to oh, hear, yeah, let's, yes. hear this, let's hear it. Okay, uh, I, I told I told you earlier that this is not realistic. This is not uh, 
is not going to be it. And (laughs) I honestly, I don't know how happy I'd be if they actually played this. I mean, I guess I'd be pretty hyped, but uh, all right, here we go. (laughs) So I started off by playing one song from every album. So I do Finding My Way, By Torn the Snow Dog, The Necromancer, 2112, Xanadu, Hemispheres, Different Strings, Red Barchetta, The Weapon, The Enemy Within, Mystic Rhythms, Intermission. (laughs) Now, did Uh, you say, did you say, uh, Different Strings? Yeah. Good luck with that. Hey, man. One can dream. (laughs) Then I have have Prime Mover, Available Light, Hearsay, uh, Double Agent, Limbo, Secret Touch, Main Monkey Business, The Garden. And then uh, now I'm out, now I'm allowed to pick other songs, right? So I, I've gone through all the albums. So I did Closer to the Heart, The Trees, Natural Science, Sinus X1, YYZ, Turn the Page, Lock and Key. And then for the uh, encore, I have Show Don't Tell, Spirit Radio, Tom Sawyer, and A Farewell to Kings. Yeah, a fa- interesting ending with A Farewell to Kings. Um, I think that is a very realistic uh possibility to hear that one i think it's very if they down tune it like an octave maybe (laughs) what'd you say if they down tune an octave i was listening to uh a farewell to kings the other day and i just couldn't remember that getty sang so high and i was just like ah there's no way he sings it like this yeah (laughs) it can't be done now Um, let me hear the beginning of set two again the beginning of set two was prime mover available light hearsay double agent limbo I mean, I literally started off with five songs people probably never heard. What's uh, that? I can't understand you through the phone connection. What's the third song? Uh, Hearsay from Roll the Bones. It's the one that starts off with like the uh, the drum uh, drum beat. Oh, then, like, uh, heresy? heresy! Heresy! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I'm sitting here going. I literally don't know what song he's talking about. No, yeah, no. no, you know what's funny? It's like I looked up the pronunciation and I knew it was heresy, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. And then I, for some reason. <laughs> It's like going hearsay. <laughs> uh, there, you know, heresy. There's also there's another tune that I always goof up the pronunciation of as well. Um, now you have a lot of hold your fire on that list, which I like. I, do. I, I think do. I've got prime mover on my list, and I think it's a lock. I think if you really, to, oh, yeah, man, I think that made me so delighted. I, I hope so. I and I watched a show of hands today. Just because I haven't seen it in forever. And actually, mm-hmm. this book I'm reading, the guy, the author says that um, the the guys in the band seemed very, it was very obvious they were trying to play to the cameras. And I completely disagree. I don't think that was happening at all. But I wanted to watch and see. Um, I think Prime Mover is a lock for this set list. And there was one other one that I had as a lock. I don't know about lock and key. Turn the page, maybe. That's just my gut feeling towards what you were picking. Um, what? Look at your list. Give me two songs you think are a complete lock. In fact, I have turned the page on my list and had completely forgot about that. Uh, I have okay. heresy as well. I believe well. that they will definitely uh, play Tom Sawyer and Spirit of Radio. No, I won't be the guy. Jeez. <laughs> uh, ah, oh, man. Lock, man. There's nothing that's a lock anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't even looked at my own list in a while. I've got, I've got the Twilight Zone on here, and I've got <laughs> Chemistry. Wow. Okay, so I would say what I actually do think is a lock. I didn't say this. I, mean, I neglected to say it. I think there will be an R40 medley. I'm like 99 percent sure that there will be an R40 medley, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's long. And they play a lot of stuff that people want to hear, but they can't sing anymore. Yeah. Uh, I bet you 
I, I am very confident there'll be an R40 medley, and I bet you that's how they start off the show. Um, yeah, the other possibility, a couple other entries into this Atlas Challenge included an R40 medley to open the show that covered, um, like, Rush Through permanent waves and then to open up the second set it was a medley that covered the rest of the albums i actually had the exact same thought um when thinking about this i was like you know they i wouldn't be surprised if they do two medleys uh you know just to be able to get a lot of songs in Mm -hmm. and um and and do it and shape it just like you suggested uh i'd be really cool i'd be all about that yeah i wouldn't Um, mind the medleys for sure yeah, and there's so much good music. And that's the thing, you know, when you said 30 songs, I was like, well, no set list is 30 songs long. This is going to be easy. Like, he gave me some playing room. And then <laughs> and then I started doing it, and I was like, I could use a little bit more songs. Yeah, like, for, for instance, sure. So, like, my six my six song spillover is Limelight, Subdivisions, Free Will, Test for Echo, Anthem, and Cinderella Man. All songs I would absolutely love to hear. Um, but... You know, know I was, the Test for I Echo... I know why I put Tom Sawyer in Spirit Radio. Well, I know why I put Spirit Radio. <laughs> I, I was really contemplating not playing playing Tom Sawyer in, but there's something about it where it's like it wouldn't be a rush show without it. Right. So. It's so funny. Like I did this, Chad and I did these lists in the summer and before it was even a thing on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this list now at my list and I'm like shaking my head thinking, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, now, what was I just going to ask you? I think show don't tell, which you have on your list, I think. Yeah, no, I was about to say, I think that might be a lock. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it's it's well past that song's time. Like, it needs to be, it needs to be played again. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, and and uh, Test for Echo, I, I, I listened to that song so much when I first got the album, and I loved it. But I, I was dying to hear it live. I got different stages really late. Like it was mm-hmm. one of the most recent things I've purchased for, uh, by the band, and I wasn't blown away by it live. Part of yeah. me just kind of doesn't want to hear it live. I, I'm not really sure what the deal is. I'm not a big fan of the tuning on that song. Do you know about the tuning? I know it is different. I don't, I don't remember what it was though. I think I know the bass is like, I think every string's a whole step lower. It's something weird. I remember wanting to learn it. And realizing I had to retune my whole bass and not wanting to do it. <laughs> That's me, man. It <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> was like, the exact uh, same thing. I, I have a book with all the uh, the notes and the tabs, and I was like, oh, I'll learn Test for Echo. Tuning mm-hmm. was all messed up, and I thought, I'm way too lazy for that, man. I'll just turn the page and play something right now. Now, let's see. Oh, you know what's interesting? Counterparts. I love that album. But when I was trying to figure out what song to play from Counterparts, I found it difficult. Um... And I ended, I landed on Double Agent because I thought it was really cool. Really? Uh, yeah. And but I could I could go for a lot. Of, like I like actual uh, animate. Like animate's an like, amazing song. Yep. Uh, but I kind of wanted. I mean, if you didn't notice, I, I put a bunch of songs that they haven't played before or they have I had never heard. Yeah. And like you know, I'm trying to cash in here. You know, if this is actually the last tour, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a wish list. <laughs> I, I have um, I have a bunch. That's that's one of my top three albums and i've got nobody's hero which i think they might do semi acoustic yeah wait Uh, why did i not put i'm gonna change my set list nobody's hero instead of double agent yeah technically you haven't sent it to me yet so you can change it yeah i'm changing it now you know because that's my favorite song (laughs) chad and i have cut to the chase i think you do too right 
No, I didn't. I, I skipped that one. I I've got it a lot of entries that include Cut to the Chase, and I think that's another one that really needs to see the light of day. I don't think it's ever been played live for some reason. There's a lot of le- guitar layering on that album, and when you look at the ones that haven't been played, for example, Chad and I love Alien Shore. I don't see any way that they'll ever play it live because I, I, at one point I wrote down all there were like seven or eight examples of why it would be such a pain in the butt to play live and i was like okay chad as you can see here at one minute and 17 seconds (laughs) i listed them all out uh if you really boil it down and look at how hard it would be for alex to play that song i don't think we'll ever hear it yeah they haven't played cause of the chase you're right you want power windows right now uh the first thing that came up was actually the rush forum but yeah <laughs> yeah actually it's kind of sad the rush form they have a uh, celebrating 10 years 2004 to 2014 i don't know if they got the memo uh <laughs> it's now. uh I, I used to spend like every hour of the waking day on this website by the way really i was all about yeah i was on the rush form constantly see that's what unbel- i'm not on very often i should check that out uh, yeah no like in high school i was on this like almost exclusively it might, it might as well have been my homepage, but then yeah. uh, something happened called college, and I never really went to it again. Now, this is like, <laughs> it's just me being arrogant, but I'm like, oh, I know everything about the band now. I don't need to even like do research anymore. But I'm reading this <laughs> book. Someone got me this book that we, I quoted earlier, Rush FAQ, and mm-hmm. I was like, frequently asked questions like, I, if, there, if it's frequently asked, I know it, <laughs> right? And right. I'm learning a ton from this book. Okay, so here's a question for you. I got a question. Going back to the conversation about tickets, if if it was up to me, if I was now the owner of Ticketmaster, uh, well, okay, I would have the best interest of Ticketmaster maybe at my... Okay, if I could tell Ticketmaster what to do, how about that? I would say no online ticket sales. And, yeah. <laughs> and I would well, say you have to line the, up. That's what the older guys are saying that I talked to. I've got some yeah. fans of the show that are a lot older than I am. And emailing them, they said... It's that's how it used to be. You just went to a ticket broker and you said, "What's the best seat I can get?" And they say, mm-hmm. second row for X amount of dollars." And that's how it works. I would say you can sell it online after the first like three hours, and, right? Okay, and and have the convenience. But the first few hours, you need to line up. You know, you need to stake your claim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, actually, you know, if you if you are dedicated to the band, right, and you line up. Uh, you can get good seats. That'd be fantastic, right? Because I would definitely do that. Yep. <laughs> if, if the tickets went on sale at 10 a.m., I would just be like, hell work. Like, hey, I'm not going to get there until 10, <laughs> 50. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got some rush tickets to buy, and uh, I would do that. You know, I'd line now, up the night the night before, and I mean, it's rush, man. you got to take it seriously. You know, the night before. <laughs> <that potential>? even, <laughs> even more interesting than... Uh, Maybe not more interesting, but just as interesting as you going to Toronto, I, I saw you're going to the last show in L.A. Yeah, that was actually kind of an interesting story. Um, basically, we, uh, we've been talking about doing a, a travel, like me and my family, talking about doing travel to L.A. and like check out Hollywood and do all that kind of stuff. But we were kind of thinking about doing something different this time around. But I was doing um, some travel for work right around that time. And I asked my boss, I was like, is it cool if I just don't fly home and I fly somewhere else? And she's like, yeah, like you just basically 
take the difference of the cost. And I was like, hey, guys, uh, I could fly to L.A. on <laughs> work's dime for the most part. Uh, how about we do that? And my parents were like, yeah, we can wait on the other stuff. Rush has a last show at the forum, you know, like only once in a while. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. yeah, we're going to do that. That's going to be our, uh, our vacation. We haven't done a vacation in a while. So now that I'm like out of school, uh, it should be a nice time. That works out really well, doesn't it? Yeah, so I'm really excited. Um, we actually got some pretty good seats for that that show too. Um, my dad took care of that one as far as like being uh, available because I, I couldn't, I, I wasn't available to go online and buy those tickets. But I'm excited because it's at the Forum, which you know apparently is a a you know oh, yeah, classic heard, place to see a yeah. I've heard show. that's a really really nice venue. Yeah, I also really want to see Rush at Red Rocks, but they're not going there. Um, I, I actually just want to go and see a concert in general at Red Rocks. That's one of my right. bucket list things. So it'd be kind of cool. Now, but yeah, no, I'm, the, I'm really uh, excited. And, and they're doing RushCon in LA. Like RushCon proper is in LA this year. Uh, and the mini RushCon is going to be in Toronto. So I'll definitely have to make an appearance at both. <laughs> I'm just super excited. You know, like I have the shittiest grin on my face right now. <laughs> like, like I'm so happy. Have you seen the new Getty Lee base? Yeah, and I was like, hey, does anyone want the old one? So <laughs> I don't uh, know how I feel about it. Uh, there, yeah, there are a few things I'm not too sure about. I'm not impressed, mostly because I'm a, I've am got badass two bridges on all of my bases. That's what I was about to say. What, uh, what was that? Well, you the, know, it used to be the badass two. What happened to that? Leo Kwan died, so they're not making them anymore. So they can't stock them on all these bases that they're selling. Um, if you haven't seen this base, they took the Getty Lee signature base, Fender that is, and uh, they put the new neck on it with the white blocks. They have uh, the new fingerboard, or I'm sorry, not fingerboard, the new pick guard, which instead of white is now perloid. And instead of a badass two bridge, they have like a Fender knockoff. They're even calling it like the Getty Lee bridge, I think. Uh, is that it? Am I missing anything? Oh, it's made in the U.S. now, so it's about sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So, so there's a guy who's behind the badass bridge, and he like made them all. I didn't know this. I I had no idea. Yeah, that's Leo Kwan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I don't know. I don't know these things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. Well. Anyway, I just I also don't like the way I like the old one the way it looked. Anyway, I just. And you know what the other thing is? He, Getty decked out his base like that in 2010 to fit the mm. steampunk theme, right? To fit the mm-hmm. rest of the set. And now we could see amps again and none of that. Obviously, that theme is gone. So, like, okay. who's to say Getty just doesn't make his base look like the old base? <laughs> okay, so here's a question for you. Uh, so, they said that Rush's or Neil's not going to tour with the electric drums this tour which i should have taken into account when i said that they should play the trees and mystic rhythms okay anyways um i i venture to say that he will have some acoustic percussion then what do you mean i think he might have tubular bells i think he might have uh a gong again you know they might do all that crazy stuff yeah i was talking talking to somebody about that today it's very possible he could have you know he had a timpani at one point Mm -hmm. um the, the chimes, like you said, there's all kinds of stuff he could have. It's, it should be interesting. I, I can't picture that yet. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. Well, it'd be perfect, right, for my theoretical set list of Xanadu and uh, 
and what do you call it? Um, closer to the heart. I mean, now you didn't have Jacob's Ladder on your list, did you? Yeah, I, I considered it. Um, Jacob's you, Ladder. I like that song a lot. I'm not sure if I like it enough to be like I want to see that live. I know it's been like the most requested song, and I would not be upset at all to hear it. Yeah, but I'm I kind of believe the band that they said when they said like we tried it and it sounded really repetitive. Like I absolutely believe that. <laughs> Maybe that's something they throw in the medley. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if they do an R40 medley, I'd be very surprised if they don't throw in a couple bars of that. I right. feel like it's it's easy. It's low hanging fruit. They know people want to hear it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they play it if they do that. Um, oh, you know, and I think what are you the one who brought up the fact that Getty Lee's actual bass has three regular size knobs, not a tiny. Oh two yeah, knob. yeah, yeah. I'm glad you noticed how they, that. How do they not get that right? Well, <laughs> now I was very impressed with the Fender Custom Shop when they came out with that that custom bass that's eight grand new. <clears throat> um, it's got all the the nicks on the body and the the paint scrapes and everything. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Uh, I forgot to look it up. I'm on their website now, though. Bases. They have one a lot like the Jaco Pastorius bass, which has all the uh, all the wear marks and everything and the dings. Um, that one has three regular sized knobs on it, and I was very impressed that they got that right. However, none of these bases have the uh, what is it? The amalgamation or mal? Well, I don't know what it's called. Oh, the alchemy signs. Yeah, the alchemy sign on the uh, on the pick guard like Eddie's does. Yeah, well, maybe that's going the way of the dodo bird. Uh, you know, because, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe they're not doing that again. They might take that off for this uh, tour. Exactly. All right, man, we're going to run. Oh, man, it's been a lot of fun, though. And we'll talk again soon. Uh, we'll definitely do this again, as always. All right, man. Well, Give me uh, a song that you want. Uh, what do you want as an intro for this episode? What is an intro? What do you mean? What, what rush song you want as an intro? Ooh, uh, put a t- prime mover. Prime mover. All right. Now the the test will see. The test will be to see if I remember that. <laughs> Just when, the I, the when I'm editing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, man. So this will Sounds be a good. fun little game for everybody. Let's see if Jay rem- uh, Jay remembered. All right. Thanks a lot, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Brought to you no, by, I say brought to you by Knickerbocker.